Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 958. Five Ways to Tune In to Your Body by Melanie Schweeter of abrighterwild.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hey, happy middle of the week Wednesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from popular health and fitness blogs to help you optimize your health. Now you can get additional inspiration and motivation by following us on Instagram. Just search for old podcasts to find us. Now, speaking of inspiration, it's the middle of the week and I'd like to share with you an inspirational quote to hopefully help you get through these last couple of days before the weekend. So here we go. Quote, don't limit your challenges. Challenge your limits. Anonymous. I thought that quote perfectly complemented what we've been talking about this week so far. In episodes 956 and 957, we were talking about reaching your full potential and trusting the process and challenging your limits. So if you haven't already, hopefully you've listened to episodes 956 and 957. But for now, let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. Five Ways to Tune into Your Body by Melanie Schweeter of abrighterwild.com. The world can be a demanding place at times. Endless emails, phone calls, work deadlines, childcare, and household maintenance are only a few things that clutter up our schedules. Then, between social and volunteer activities, the remaining hours are quickly gobbled up. And to keep up with the hustle and bustle, most people tend to live up in their heads, constantly thinking planning, and strategizing their way through every waking moment. Even those of us who don't fit the so-called definition of busy tend to get caught up in the swirl of thoughts. So, what does this all mean? When you're always up in your head, you can't be fully present in your body. And this can be a dangerous habit, especially for people living with chronic conditions. How to pace yourself is honestly one of the most important lessons that anyone can learn. And luckily, our bodies are incredibly good at giving us the right signals in order to do so. The problem is, most of us are really bad at listening. I know I was the first year or so of my illness, constantly pushing myself and making excuses. Needless to say, that strategy didn't work well. It takes practice to tune into your body and respect its wishes, but it's worth strengthening that connection when you're dealing with chronic health conditions. Whether you have anxiety, chronic fatigue, cancer, or something else entirely, your body truly is trying its very best to heal and wants your help. Heeding your body's warnings can help prevent you from heading into a burnout or serious relapse. So, without further ado, here are five tips to get you and your body back in the groove. One, meditate. I'm sure you saw this one coming, right? 
It's no lie that a regular mindfulness practice helps you connect with all aspects of yourself, but especially your physical body. Learning to observe your breathing, your aches and pains, and your flow of energy can be truly eye-opening and only goes deeper over time. After meditating daily for a few weeks, I was able to tune into subtle changes in my headaches, heart rate, and fatigue levels, something I may not have been able to without this practice. Take a few moments to sit or lie quietly and pay attention to your breath. Without judgment, observe where your ribcage expands and contracts and feel the air flowing through your nostrils. It may help to count the breaths as they pass and place your hands on your sides to better connect with this movement. Two, do a body scan. Similar to meditation, this technique allows you to rest quietly while focusing on one area of your body at a time. Some people like to do this right before they go to sleep or just upon waking, and it's ideal as a daily practice. It can be fascinating to observe the subtle or sometimes drastic changes your body goes through from one day to the next. Lay down somewhere quiet, your bedroom, your yoga mat, you get the idea, and take a few deep cleansing breaths. Then, starting at the crown of your head, slowly scan down your body and pay attention to what you find. Take at least a few seconds on each body part and observing the sensations there. Is it tingling? Throbbing? Does it feel heavy? Warm? Numb? Cold? You get the idea. It can be tempting to jump right to the areas that are painful or bothersome, but try to train your attention to stick with the entire scan, all the way from your scalp down to your little pinky toes. Three, keep a journal or diary. Yes, we all have faulty memories. It's just how we humans roll. Jotting things down on a daily basis, even weekly is better than nothing, can really illuminate your patterns and help identify triggers. This is super handy if you're trying to track food intolerances, for example. Write down what you ate and when, and then any changes or symptoms that arise in the following 48 hours. And for the normal everyday stuff, it's great to write things down like your physical activities, your work hours, your diet, your medications, and any physical symptoms you're experiencing. Over time, this will give you a comprehensive picture of your body's rhythms and signals. My journal was crucial to me figuring out the balance between exertion and flare-ups. It's helped me keep my energy bank account in the positive and avoid major setbacks due to overdoing it. I also track my sleep patterns and medication reactions. Helpful things to know, I'd say. Four, be in nature. Just being outside in the fresh air has a powerful centering effect. And the further you travel outside the sphere of human commotion, the more intense the healing can be. Digging your toes into the grass or sand or dirt is a wonderful way to reconnect with yourself and feel grounded in the earth, bringing you back into your body. When we take time out to just be in nature, we can amplify our inner voice and recognize what we are truly calling out for. Plus, all those endorphins and yummy vitamin D don't hurt either. Go visit a park or nature trail that you really enjoy and leave the distractions, like cell phones and earbuds, behind. Take a dip in a pond or lake or the ocean or let the river wash over your ankles. Or if you're short on time or transportation, go stick your feet in the grass or snow or mud or lie down in the earth for a few minutes and recharge. Five, eat a snack. This is a fun exercise to break you out of your robotic routine while tickling parts of your brain. The challenge is to eat something. This can be something new or familiar slowly, using all of your senses for a truly well-rounded gastronomic experience. This forces all the parts of your noggin to engage with what you're doing 
bringing yourself back into your body and paying attention to all of its sensations. Do this with something simple, like a piece of chocolate or fruit. First, remove distractions and sit down with the food in front of you. Observe what it looks like and try to describe it using words. Then, move on to how it smells, how it feels in your hands, how it sounds when moved around or bitten into. Then, as you take very small bites, pay attention to how it feels in your mouth, the variety of flavors present, and if you can describe the taste in creative language. Lastly, tune into how you feel after each bite, the sensations in your mouth or stomach, and any emotional responses you have. When you are trying to manage your symptoms or prevent a flare-up, being able to hear your body when it speaks is paramount. Sometimes our bodies have to throw a temper tantrum, like a toddler in a grocery store, in order for us to stop and listen. And those tantrums usually take the form of illness, burnout, fatigue, and other disruptions like food intolerance and skin breakouts. So, take a few minutes out of your day to just check in with yourself and ask, what's up? It may save you loads of pain and sickness later. Plus, don't forget that all your body wants is to be your friend. Even when it feels like you're fighting against each other, it's been on your side all along. You just listened to the post titled Five Ways to Tune In to Your Body by Melanie Schweder of abrighterwild.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. So Melanie's first tip was to meditate. And I'll be honest with you, that's something I struggle with. I find that even when I'm in the right environment to meditate, I simply can't turn my brain off. And so I find that I get frustrated with it really quickly. And so I've turned to other methods to try and help me get in tune with my body. And so I love that Melanie gave us four other options in case meditation isn't right for us. But what I actually found is what's meditative for me, the way I can get into a meditative state is really one of two ways. So what I found I need is a little bit of other stimulation to get my mind to focus. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but for example, when I'm getting a massage, it's very meditative for me. I almost immediately get into this space where I'm very much in tune with my body, my head gets clear. But again, if I'm lying down on a table and I'm not getting a massage, my mind's gonna be all over the place. The other thing I found is when I'm performing aerobic exercise, something that's rhythmic, that occurs for longer than five minutes. So For example, if I'm going out for a jog or if I'm on the bike or the row machine or something like that, I find my mind gets into a meditative state there as well. And so I feel like I do practice meditation, but it's not in maybe the same way that others have described it. 
So I encourage you to find a way that works for you. And you may wonder, why is this so important? Why does meditation keep coming up over and over again when it comes to helping your body heal, when it comes to managing your distress? Well, it turns out that what Melanie said is correct. Meditation actually forces our brain and body to connect in different ways, in a deeper way. By silencing other thoughts and other information that our brain is trying to process, it quiets those things down and allows us to just listen, to just listen to what's going on internally, what's going on with the body. And with consistency and practice, and we find this through actual scientific studies, you become more in tune with the body. You can actually limit the distress response if you practice meditation consistently for long enough. And again, it's because meditation allows us to connect on a deeper level with our body, with even our cells and our tissues. Pretty remarkable. All right, that's enough out of me. That's 958 episodes, and it's all thanks to you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing the show with someone. I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.